What's going on, Geeks? You are listening to episode 256 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is LJ Lowry, and this week I have with me uh, Shelly Nolan. Hello. And returning guest, Serena Bond. Hey. Uh, It's good to have y'all. Cody is out this week. He is uh, spending time with family. Um, He's got uh, family in town, so so uh, that's pretty cool. Um... Also, I figured y'all might like to know is that uh, he is now officially part of the PC Master Race. So yeah, he'll be recording dude. on APC <laughs> next time he's on here. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, watch, that's something to Watch everything break still. Just everything. That's how it goes. That's, <laughs> that's the rule of thumb. When you're in production or making some kind of content, it's, it's not easy. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to decide not to work at this time. Yeah. Um, just because it can. Yeah, so uh, we will uh, before we get to the gaming. Um, everybody, go check out our shop, geeksundergrace.com/shop. And also, uh, if you like what we do or you don't, uh, go to Podchaser where you can find our podcast. It's kind of like the IMDb of podcasts. Uh, leave us a review and tell us uh, what you think about the show. And yeah, so. Um, thumbs up in the camera no one can hear this <laughs> <laughs> it's okay at least serena did it too <laughs> yeah all right you uh, should go thumbs up us on <laughs> yeah what you should do <laughs> yeah all righty so uh we'll get into gaming this is weird because usually cody calls on me first uh so uh we'll go with you first shelly sure um i haven't really been playing anything too new I'm still playing Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm almost to the point where you can actually, like, choose the path to take. Um, nice. I already know what path I'm taking, obviously. This is my third <laughs> playthrough, but I... It's still... It kind of is a long time going in the first half. Sometimes I feel like it drags on a little bit once you're, mm. you know, have done a couple playthroughs. But it's fine. It's still fun. I'm really trying my best to, like, optimize my characters and... Well, maybe not optimize, but, like, make them really good. So, like, Bernadetta is my great knight right now. Um, mm. And she's great. She's a great, great knight. But if you don't play the game, she's meant to be. She, she's. They sort of throw her into an archer role. Um, so it's actually just really funny seeing her. She's like this little girl, and you <laughs> just seeing her in this big bulky armor is amazing. It's, <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, so that game is still very fun. Um, I'm still playing Beat Saber. That game is super fun. Nice. I did. I did try uh, OST four because I know like Joe and Muse are you know talking about it a lot, but yeah, uh, it's it's hard for me to play Beat Saber to songs I don't know. Right. That's and that's I play Beat Saber to play with songs I do know. So um, right, I remember you saying that last week. Yeah. So that's that's just the rough thing there, but you know it's mm-hmm. so fun. Obviously, um, I'm trying to learn. Um, expert plus on one of the songs that i really like but the beginning literally the beginning is so hard i just had to slow down and practice it um <laughs> anyway so yeah there's that i've also um i don't i don't know if i've talked extensively about it but um streaming amori on the uh twitch channel um it's nice. like an rpg um sort of indie game i guess um i don't know i i really like the art style but it has 
um, it like deals with pretty heavy topics like depression, anxiety, and suicide. So, um, but I really like it so far. It's just it is one of those games where it's like things seem super happy go lucky like one second, and the next second you're like, oh crap, what just happened? <laughs> um, but in a really cool way that I I'm really enjoying so far. I basically like not to give away too any too much plot stuff so far because I feel like I've only just scratched the surface. Um, you kind of go around with some of your friends and you're, um, trying to find someone and, um, at least that's where I'm at in the game. I don't know when things will change. Inevitably they will, but, uh, you go, you explore different parts of this, like, really interesting world and meet interesting characters, which reminds me a lot of Undertale in that sense. Oh, it's nice. not, yeah, like, I think, um, they're, they're, they're popular in different ways, like, but they have the same energy. Like, the gameplay is very... Uh, or, sorry, I guess the combat, I should say, is very different. Both combats okay. are extremely unique. Like, so, like, Undertale, you, like, control your little heart, and you, like, have to dodge attacks, and then you can choose to, like, physically attack, or you can choose to, you know, talk to the person, or give them a hug, or, you know, other options. Whereas in this game, you don't really have option to not attack. I mean, I guess you can run. Um, but you can attack... Um, and you can, anyone in your party can do an attack, um, or they can do, like, a skill, which is basically, like, doing a spell of some kind, even though they don't really do spells. Like, one of the, one of the characters cooks, and that cooking can give you health, for example. Nice. But there's an entire thing thrown in where statuses are emotions, so you can, um, basically, there's no, like, as far as I'm aware, there's no, like, poison or sleep or anything that's, like, a very typical RPG, but there are, like, you know... You can make someone angry, you can make someone happy, and that will influence things. So, like, angry will um, give your either character or enemy, so it applies to anyone, um, will make them high attack power but low defense. Sad okay. is high defense, low attack power. Happy, I think, is high crit, low accuracy i don't remember what's low it's low in something but basically it's a trade-off right so you what you can do um is if you're gonna like attack something and want it to you think it's at low health you want to just get it kill it you can make it angry and then do as much damage as possible or if you're really worried that you're gonna get hit or that you're going to die or something you can make it sad that enemy's sad and then they're not gonna hmm. hit as hard um which is really cool but not only do they have that in their combat, they also have this, um... The best thing I can think of is a baton pass from Persona 5. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, it's basically for, like, a second or two, like, literally, like, a second. You don't have much time. When you're doing your attack, one of your party members, you have the option to pass it on to any one of your the other party members, and that will create some sort of effect. So, um, for example, um, you can... You have the option to potentially attack again for, like, a character. You spend a certain... There's, like, a points bar. I don't entirely understand. Like, I think the more you get hit, the higher points you get. And the more points you get. Um, hmm. But there's, like, one character where, like, if you pass on to them, um, it will attack both enemies or, like, all the enemies in the field or something. Or maybe one will be a crit or something like that. It's really cool to, like, kind of mix it up and see what the options and combos are. Um, and then if you max out the, like, point gauge, I guess, um, then you do straight up an all-out attack, like, from Persona 5, which is nice. really cool. Um, it's just a really big super attack. So, 
But um, I'm really digging it because, yeah, the combat's really interesting, but very similar to Undertale, you just run into a lot of cool random NPCs that are just, like, random, like, you know, even some of them even look like monsters from that could be in Undertale, and you just talk to them, they're just, like, regular people. It's very cool. (laughs) Um, And I don't know, it's cool art style, but obviously there's some heavy topics with it, too, and I know I already haven't hit the heaviest parts. So if you're interested... In this game, um, you can either play it yourself, it's on Steam, or you can watch me play it um, Tuesday nights, twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace. Um, I'm doing a blind playthrough, so I don't really know anything about it besides that. But anyway, I just wanted to put that out there because I feel like not a lot of people talk about it, but it's it's a very cool game so far. <clears throat> yeah, I, I had no idea it was an RPG, so that's kind of neat. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. R- right on. Um, Serena, what have you been playing? Um, well... I'm still playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> Let's um, go. <laughs> there you well, go. That's dedication. Well, a friend of mine, well, they've had some updates, but a friend of mine just got it um, for the first time a few weeks ago. She had surgery and was kind of laid up and wanted something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been kind of helping her and hanging out with her on it. And, and I still enjoy it. I love just farming, grinding games. I still play Stardew Valley. I love nice. that game. Yeah, um, cool. But I've actually been watching Peyton play the new Monster Hunter Rise. Sweet. Um, and it's awesome. It's, yeah. it The updates that they've made from the other Monster Hunter game have just made it so much more enjoyable. Um, and you don't only have a cat now. You also have a dog. And I love the Palamutes. The Palamutes are so cute. I mean, you do poses. Oh, yeah. oh my god! I, I literally so recreated my dog, my dog Ben as a Palamute. Oh, I, oh my oh, gosh. I feel like I would have to make Felix my cat yeah. into a... Yeah. A oh, that's easy to do. I uh, yeah. I brought my Beerus cat back from uh, Monster Hunter World. Like, I made, like, a purple Dragon Ball Z, like, Beerus type of cat. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I had a case of FOMO, and uh, I ended up getting it today. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I've only played a few minutes. More, like, I... Only, I, I've never really been interested in Monster Hunter until I saw the Palamutes and, you know, the fact mm-hmm. that you already have Cat Buddy that's in all the Monster yeah. games, but, like, the Palamutes, I'm just like, oh, you can ride them. I know. You can ride them, yeah. <laughs> I did play yeah, the demo. awesome. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. It's been fun watching him play that, and then um, one of the games, I haven't bought it yet, but I, I, I've been watching playthroughs, and it's really interesting, is uh, At Dead of Night. Have y'all heard of that game? I have not. No. So it's it's a horror game, okay. And it's like um um mur- murder mystery adventure. Ah, not adventure is not the right word, but so I, I think it's still considered an indie game. But it's this this hotel. It's kind of based off of the story. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. It's letters, but the he made like this hotel that was basically um a murder trap place. Like there was. Hidden Doors, and yeah, I can't think of his name, but it was like in the early 19th century. Um, he's one of the first recorded serial killers, basically, of, of kind of our modern times. Oh, wow. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's this game where you're, you and your friends are kidnapped by this crazy person, and um, they take you, he takes you to this hotel, and basically you have to figure out um, the... Uh, the reason why like why he's crazy or why he's kidnapping people and killing people and you like have this spirit box where you talk to ghosts that are stuck in the hotel 
hmm. um, people that he either inadvertently killed or killed himself or and it's it's fascinating it really is um, but he chases you through the hotel you have to Ooh. hide in rooms and hide in closets uh, hide in bathrooms wow. you have to kind of like taunt him and that get him to get closer creepy, to you so you can go away awesome. it's terrifying but it's, <laughs> it's so well made and it really it's not like every second is is a threat but it just it really builds the suspense and it's a it's a really fascinating story. I mean, it's not just like a boom, he's crazy. You know what I mean? But like, it really has some depth to it. There's probably um, reasons for it all, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And all the ghosts have their own stories and their own um, involvement in why he is the way he is. It's it's really fascinating. It's it's a really well done game. Um, it's kind of like a it's a game you can like finish in a day. You know, it's maybe eight hours oh, cool. max. But it it's it really sucks you in. It's it's been really cool to watch, and I kind of want to play it myself. But I know that if I get too sucked into it, like it'll give me nightmares. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So geez. I've been watching everybody else kind of play it, you know. Totally, so it's not yeah. really me doing it. <laughs> no, I, that's what I do. I get so interested in like in scary games, but I would never mm-hmm. play it myself. Like Omori's kind of the closest I'm getting to something like that. Even Ooh, like yeah. I just usually I would watch someone else play that sort of thing, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's really cool. It's if you haven't, if you haven't, um, even just like re- watching a quick um, uh, overview video for it. I mean, it's it's a fascinating game. It's it's really cool. Like I hope I other that. horror games kind of pay attention and and take after it because it's 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 really well done. It's impressive. Hmm. That's, That's awesome. called Dead of Night. You said was the yeah one? at at Dead of Night. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That sounds awesome. I'll look into Ooh. that. Um, before we get into gaming news, I have been playing a ton of Rocket League. Um, <laughs> makes sense. I mean, I guess considering I'm playing Fortnite as well, but, uh, I got in, I got back into it with a group of people I've been playing with a few of the guys from the Infinity Bros podcast and, uh, with Watson from the Co-op Trio podcast who uh, I had on the show a couple weeks ago. And I'm like playing competitively now, like semi seriously. <laughs> and That's I've awesome. never, I've never done that with Rocket League. I've always been a super casual. Uh, but now I've like been watching videos and like looking all all these <laughs> tips I can find to like figure out how to get good. And uh, I feel like I'm at their level now. Like when I started getting back into it, I was totally holding them back. I was messing up so bad. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I feel like I'm, I'm on the same page now. So it's exciting. Um, awesome. And it's also cool because uh, they're doing with Fortnite. They have a crossover going on right now called Llama Rama, and basically, <laughs> when I play Rocket League, not only am I unlocking stuff in Rocket League that's like Fortnite related, but when I complete those challenges, I'm unlocking Rocket League stuff in Fortnite too. So that's so fun. Yeah, wow. and, and so uh, they actually had. Uh, so now they're like putting songs from Rocket League in Fortnite too, like that play on on the menu. But uh, when I was streaming on Friday, I didn't realize that they were doing a, like a Rocket League like live concert in Fortnite. And so it was pretty hype because uh, I went into a match and I was like, wait, what is this? And it played the concert on a screen like on the corner on the corner of like where my health was at. But then I was like, well, let's die real quick and let's see if we can go to the Party Royale room and actually like be a part of it. <laughs> and so when you get in there, you glide down there and you go to this like area where like people can hop around on these like launch pads and like mess around. But everybody was on this one part. It was almost like an actual like mosh pit because everybody was like dancing and doing emotes and stuff. But wow. the screen is like in the sky in front of you that's showing the concert and it's showing this guy Cascade, I think his name is, that was 
doing the music and he's and it's like he's performing for like a virtual audience and everything oh man it was it was so hype i put a highlight on our twitch channel concerts are so weird from the last this whole last year it just reminds me of um post malone doing a concert for pokemon like yeah Oh man, I'm so excited for like real concerts to come back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this is yeah. cool, I guess, but it kind of yeah. wears me out a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, they also did like the reveal for what season three of Rocket League is going to be. That's why they've been doing all this because like season three is going to start at the beginning of April. And so I've been telling, I've been saying for a while, like they should do like NASCAR and stuff like that. Should totally do crossovers with Rocket League. Like people mm-hmm. will pay money for some of that stuff especially if they watch the sport and so when they showed the trailer for the season three reveal it was they're doing a crossover with nascar and formula one so i was like wow oh, they, wow they did it they hit the big time like it's that Fortnite epic money so uh people <laughs> yeah <epic> yeah <laughs> so fantastic. it's like nascar and f1 both decided they wanted a piece of it like like i look at it as like marvel and dc stuff in Fortnite now like Mm-hmm. they're really getting those audiences of you know what appeals to to people that play these games so that's super exciting that's really uh, cool actually mm-hmm. yeah and then real quickly the other thing i kind of got back into i took some beautiful photos of on twitter is uh shadow of the colossus yes i saw you post that i'm like let's go <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, and uh, what I love about... So when I was editing those photos, uh, they have different filters. Like, they actually have a photo mode in, in the in the remaster. And they have these, like, vibrant filters. And the look of that game is always very muted and saturated. And I was like, man, like, this game, like, robs itself of, like, beauty, like, by muting its colors like that. So I brightened them up and got some really cool photos the one my favorite one is the one of uh, wander when he's riding on the back of his horse i was mm-hmm. like yeah that's such an adventurous shot and so uh, i've been getting back into that and i'll probably play more if i'm not distracted by other things all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh that's what i've been playing we will get into some gaming news uh i only have a few articles here the first one is that PlayStation is shutting down their digital storefronts for PS3, PSP, and Vita. And that's pretty big because of, like, preservation, like, historical, Mm -hmm. like, gaining preservation. Because there's a lot of those games that you're only going to be able to download them if you already own them. Like, you're never going to be able to buy and see those games ever again. Yeah, seriously. It really, like, I've saw, I didn't, you know, I'm not really personally affected by this specifically yeah. i never had any of those devices but right. i've seen a lot of arguments like online mean like hey this is why physical is still important this is why yes. physical is still relevant even this day of you know everything being digital yeah, yeah this like, is gonna uh, happen this is gonna happen eventually to pretty much any console pretty much any generation at this point yeah, like I'm tempted to get a PS3 almost so that way it can be my Marvel vs. Capcom 2 machine because I can't buy that game anywhere else. I can't download it anywhere else. So it's like I'm very tempted to buy, like I think they're like, a, you can get one for like 100 bucks now, maybe less. But mm-hmm. I'm like, if I just get that and have that one game on it, I'll be happy because I'm preserving that thing because I can't play it anywhere else. So I'm mm-hmm. considering that. But yeah, it just makes you think like, man, like... I mean, it doesn't really bother me because I've moved on, like, with consoles, with generations and stuff. But I'm just like, man, there's, like, a lot of good stuff on there that's licensed stuff. And just so much that, like, is never going to see the light of day again. Totally. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, the second piece of news, which is relevant because we were just talking about Monster Hunter, is that uh, over the weekend, it sold 4 million copies already. Wow. Man. Yeah. It's like, I, I remember <laughs> when I first like, heard about the game and like yeah. no one seemed to be talking about it. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if like this is, you know, popular actually. Like, I, I mm-hmm. like are most of our fans going to actually buy this, et cetera, et cetera. Now it's like everyone's buying it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so there was, it. <laughs> there was other stories that uh, a company uh, just gave people the day off on Friday because they already, <laughs> basically because they already knew that nobody was going to be showing up to work. They were going to be playing Monster Hunter in Japan. Wow. Uh, awesome. Why can't yeah. that company just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this game is... I would say it's, if not more iconic than Dragon Quest in Japan. Like, Monster Hunter and Dragon Quest are easily the two of the biggest, most popular games in Japan. So, I'm guessing that's where a lot of that 4 million came from. Mm. Uh, Which some just of makes that... the movie more embarrassing. When you oh, jeez! Yes, painful. Yes, U.S. military. We're awesome. Like, yeah. Gosh, disgusting pandering. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't watch the movie. Play don't the game. The movie. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then part of that fandom is the people who played Monster Hunter World. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. who went into Monster Hunter World for the first time, never like never playing a Monster Hunter game because they've always been locked on portable platforms other than the ps2 but they've always been very intimidating very like challenging and like yeah. kind of for the hardcore audience so, yeah like it intimidates me a little bit that's that's one yeah. reason i've kind of held back on it for sure mm. it feels it feels like an mmo that's yes. it just straight up feels like an mmo that's why i'm yes. like oh like this is kind of like a commitment that's what yeah. it feels like although it's nice to hear that potentially this game is better for single player than other monster hunter games so. Yes, uh, I mean I think the PS2 ones catered to that a little more, and the like some of the other portable ones, but uh, Monster Hunter World was very influenced by like the shared world games and stuff like that, like your destinies and mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and so like they had a lot of the high tier like ranked stuff where I think you'd be taking on like maybe two monsters at a time sometimes, so mm-hmm. uh, they they would have these like top tier things that like you would definitely need a team for, and so that's where. I fell off Monster Hunter World because I'm like, this is too much. I'm not going to be able to do this stuff. So um, the the hybrid nature of Monster Hunter Rise is kind of what convinced me to give it a shot. So One of my favorite things, and I don't remember this being in Monster Hunter World. So Monster mm-hmm. Hunter World was the first one that I had watched anybody play. So I don't know... Like, Peyton and his best friend Josh, like, they are all about this Monster Hunter game. It is so funny... <laughs> watching or I guess listening to the two of them play it because he lives like two hours away so mm-hmm. um but I don't remember this particular thing being in Monster Hunter World but in Monster Hunter Rise when you're fighting a monster you can actually jump on its back and control it like oh, it, I don't know what you can could you do that in the other one you can like, like mount them and like attack them I think while on their back but I don't think no, you can like yeah, at least this tame was one. like yeah, this was almost yeah. like, and the monster doesn't like it. I mean, don't uh, don't yeah. mistake that. Like they fight you the yeah. whole time, but like, oh, yeah. it's like these beams of light come out of your That's character. Right. Yeah, dude. The, and you like control the monster like, big old almost. Strings that you can also yeah. you can also like yeet your yourself around. I <laughs> yeah. I've never played any of the ones. I have a feeling. That, I, I always assumed it was new though because they yes. really heavily advertised those. Like when I looked at the website and stuff. That yeah, it, it seemed to be a big new. selling point of like you could do this now, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. 
No it's wire really funny, new. yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, Peyton was playing it last night, and he had his friend Josh on speakerphone. And uh, so, like, all of a sudden, I hear his friend Josh going, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. And Peyton, like, rounds the corner, and he's, like, on the back of this monster, like, <laughs> running him around, laughing his head off. It was so That's funny. Amazing. It was worth it just for that. But, That's yeah, it, awesome. it's pretty cool. And it's the monsters, of course, they always look weird right so it's yes. like an antelope mixed with a lizard mixed with i don't know what else you know like it's yeah and they got like a cat shark i don't know what they're doing but it's mm-hmm. it's so colorful and it's mm-hmm. so pretty like i just i'm i'm really enjoying watching him play because it's it's fun yeah but. especially on the switch it's like that game doesn't have any like i don't know it's just like why this game why does this game look this good on the switch yeah. Um, it's also ran on the RE engine, which is like the new engine that Capcom's been using for Resident Evil, Devil May Cry. They may have used it for Monster Hunter World. I'm, I don't. I don't know for sure. I don't know. But uh, this is the first game that the RE engine has. Well, they have like a little Capcom arcade collection they tried it with. But this is the first main full game that they've used the RE engine on the Switch for. So nice. it's pretty exciting. It looks good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it for gaming news. We can get into movies. Uh, what have y'all been watching? We'll go with Serena this time. Ooh, so I know y'all probably talked about it already, but just mm-hmm. I, the Snyder Cut, y'all. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, Cody and I, I talked about it. I want to hear your opinions. I want to hear your yeah. opinions. So, okay. So the first Justice League was obviously not great, but there were parts <laughs> of it that I did like. Right, I liked right. the humor. I liked the colors. You know, like, I, I there were parts I did enjoy, but overall it was just, it was terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> I left the theater angrier than I should have been. Oh, but, yeah. So the Snyder Cut, we watched all in one go. Like, we just sat down, cut That's out four and a half hours, yeah. and just Ooh. watched it, yeah. I enjoyed it. There yeah. was a bit too much slow-mo. Um, That's a Snyder thing for sure. Yeah, I, I know. And I know that he uses it to evoke emotion, but yeah. when when it's just somebody walking down the street pulling out their umbrella, I, I'm not going to, I don't care. <laughs> I know Lois is sad. You're supposed to feel things. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I just, and the soundtrack was a little, it was like somebody grabbed an angsty teenager's iPod and just plugged it in. You know, like it was just, it was That's a weird amazing. soundtrack. Yeah. And he, that's another Snyder thing. I mean, Watchmen had a very disjointed, angsty soundtrack, you know? Yeah. Um, but one thing that Snyder does amazing is his fight scenes. Oh, yeah. I'm telling y'all, when when Wonder Woman, at the beginning with the, uh, the terrorists or whatever at the museum, I got yeah. chills. I got chills because she was, like, moving lightning fast, and she was... She- kills those guys basically. i know i know and it was so awesome it yeah. was just so cool yeah um but i just i really i really enjoyed seeing the characters basically being at full strength you know and i feel like the yeah. the other justice league it kind of nerfed them in order to i don't know humanize them but i don't want them humanized they're yeah. they're super not supposed people. to be exactly yeah. they're super people even batman like he's human but ish he's like human adjacent you know he's just you <laughs> he's know? the human variant in dungeons yeah. and dragons <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah um and i i loved uh the the black superman suit yes so 
originally I, I had the impression that that meant that um, it was like evil Superman, but no. it's actually just a suit that sucks in radiation faster for him. Yep. And so that was genius because he needed to heal quickly. There was a threat. Um, and mm-hmm. dark side was legit. Yep. I just, Oh man, I, yeah. I, I can't, I cannot. And I know it was CGI and people were kind of weird about it, but so was Thanos and they yeah, got better the at it. CGI wasn't yeah, terrible. I thought the CGI was going to be a lot worse in this movie and it really wasn't that bad. The CGI around cyborg though was trash. That was, a, the, uh, yeah, some of the more metal stuff was very, yeah. was a little awkward. I've seen people at Dragon Con and then pictures of people at other places that have made cosplays of Cyborg that put that movie to shame. And I mean, oh, nice. they're walking around all day in these giant suits, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right. I, f- I feel like we're, we rely so much on CGI now that special yeah. effects just, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand... I guess maybe because it's faster, but I feel yeah. like we lose some when we just rely on CGI. Totally. And it made him look weird. It's like, I, every time I watch Lord of the Rings, and maybe <laughs> at this point, like the last time I watched it was in 4K. So even Ooh. just finally now, so long after the movies have come out, in 4K yep. is finally when I'm kind of like, maybe some of this is aged <laughs> a little bit, but still all the practical effects, all the practical yes. like makeup, like, that's still great. I think of all and, those orcs that were in makeup, you know, like yeah, stuff like yeah. that. It's like people have to consider when making these movies, like, do they really want to go? And obviously some things for some things you want to do in the movie, CGI is going to be a better option or the yeah. only option. Um, yeah. But I feel like with something like Cyborg, it's like if you want the movie to last, if you yeah. want the movie to have a lasting impression, if you want to be more immersive, if you want to be... You know all this other stuff then like why wouldn't you go as far as you can go with practical mm-hmm. effects because that's just going to again like everyone puts lord of the rings trilogy like mm-hmm. on a pedestal for a reason they're like this is yep. what we should be aiming for mm-hmm. um so like yeah i don't know i it's well, even yeah <laughs> even star wars and jurassic yeah, park i mean those absolutely. movies are i mean i don't want to say they're they're old because i don't want to offend anybody but they are of the older <laughs> cgi you know they special effects generation yeah yeah but yep. they still look amazing like we went yeah. and saw jurassic park 95 you know like the original in the theaters and it still it still blew my mind obviously it anyway but i just but i will say though that even even as disjointed as cyborg looked the fact that we got so much more of him made yes. me so happy not yeah. only just for ray fisher like telling you have you guys seen the video of him it was like a, a maybe an instagram live or a snapchat i don't know but it was like when he left the premiere i mean he was just so excited mm-hmm. i mean it just it made my heart hurt because he's just been so mistreated you yep. know by the wb studio and by joss whedon and all that stuff that they're you know working through but to see mm-hmm. the joy on his face after he left watching the snyder cut Good. like it, it made it worth it. It was yeah. so good. Yeah. Like it just, I was so happy for him and, and really happy for everybody that, that worked yep. so hard to make that movie yeah. just to have it trashed because Snyder had to take leave for his family. Like, it's almost like I wanted to be like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I, I really did enjoy it. I thought it was, a, I mean, a little long. Um, yeah. and a little too much slow-mo, but the last half, I mean, it just took off like a rocket, you know what I mean? Yeah. And 
we got to see Desaad. We got to see Granny Goodness in the background. And I just, it's like, I just, I know that we probably won't get it, but I just want to see uh, a Apocalypse War movie now. You know what I mean? Yes. I, just, I want to see it because that dark side looked awesome. Yeah. I want to see the Furies. I want to see High Father and, and Orion and Mr. Miracle and Barda. Like all these, all these kirby verse you know all these you know new gods i just i want to see them now because they just look so good yeah um, to, to that point uh it's it's not in the news but apparently restore the snyderverse has become the biggest hashtag on twitter oh yep. even over release the snyder cut oh yeah yeah people it's, it's, and i don't know that it's gonna happen and it probably won't but. if it does he would have to change the story because he released um, his entire plan. And so we all kind of yeah. know what's happening. So he would probably have to make some adjustments uh, or not. I don't know. I mean, yeah. we knew what was going to happen here and we still loved it, you know? Yeah. Um, true. Yeah. I, I felt like it did, it did the characters uh, justice uh, to use that word, I guess. Um, Pun very was, intended. Then. Yeah. Very much intended. Yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very happy. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Right on. Uh, what have you been watching, Shelley? Um, I haven't watched anything new, but I dedicated yesterday to kind of be like a like a self care day, and I'm like, oh, I should mm. watch like a nice nostalgic movie. So I watched Toy Story two. Oh, nice. Aww. Yeah, because just in, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I mm-hmm. just have nothing but positive memories about the movie, and I'm yeah. way more attached to it than the original Toy Story. Like just growing up, I watched Toy Story two way more uh, often than the original Toy Story. And it's still great. It's still mm-hmm. a great movie. Um, I it's the I chicken know. man. Yeah, <laughs> it's the chicken man. I love that line. Like, and there's a lot of like lines in there that like you're not gonna like notice until oh, yeah. you're like an adult, which I kind of appreciate <laughs> now that I am. Um, mm-hmm. That was kind of funny, but uh, I mean, I don't know. I have a lot of friends and and who sort of say that it, it's the perfect like sequel movie in the sense of a um of a second movie like obviously mm-hmm. you can consider a sequel any part of a series i guess but in the sense of you're just talking about the first sequel the first second movie in a series it's like the perfect example of one and i would agree um mm-hmm. it's just so good and so wholesome and like i don't know i don't really know what else to say about it i just really like it it makes me a little bit sad about Toy Story 4. I don't know. I didn't like Toy Story 4 that much, but I haven't I... seen it yet. Yeah. 3 3 made me cry way too hard, so I See, I'm just, and I was I'm thinking about it. watching 3, but I'm like I don't want to sob. I want to watch something that's going to make me happy. So I'm going to watch Toy Story 2 <laughs> instead. Like Toy Story 3 is amazing, but it's definitely so much more serious than the second mm-hmm. movie. The second movie yep. is like hey, like, Woody did this heroic thing, but now he's been kidnapped, we have to go save him, and then he has to struggle with, like, oh, do I go back to Andy, or do I, like, join this essentially new family of, yeah. like, people who are part of this franchise? But it's not, like, it's all a little bit, like, it is, there's some serious moments, um, especially, like, some of the flashbacks, like, with Emily and stuff, like, that's 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 kind of serious and kind of sad, but um, yeah. it's short, and in Overall, it's like very wholesome movie about like, oh, we're just toys and we're here to make a child's life as great as possible. Mm. Um, and then Toy Story 3 is just like really kind of hits you in the gut. And then Toy Story 4 just flips everything on its head, which yeah. on one hand I respect, but I also don't like. 
<laughs> we didn't need four. Like I, I still enjoyed four for certain reasons, but we totally did not need a Toy Story four. I know. I maybe I'll okay. rewatch it again, and maybe I'll change my opinion. I do think some of the messages, like the like conceptually, were really good, but for some reason, yes. when I was watching the movie, I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I need to give it a try, but I will never be upset with Toy Story two. Honestly. Yeah, Toy Story two is great. It's just such a great. It's a near perfect movie, I think. I agree. One of the things Peyton told me to do whenever I watch a sequel to a movie I love and the sequel like sucks or doesn't hold up is Mm -hmm. to pretend like it's in an alternate universe. You know how like DC and Marvel does that? You know, so like Justice League, the first Justice League, it's just in a different universe. It's not in the universe that we're in. It's not it's (laughs) not in continuity. It's its own universe. So like Toy Story Four is is if, you know, they went on this timeline and this thing happened versus yeah. I can yeah, like, like Star Wars Episode Eight is in an entirely <laughs> different universe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I had to. I'm sorry, but no, it does help. Good. It does help yeah. with sequels. Yeah. 100. percent It's a nice fan fiction. <laughs> exactly. It's a really good fan fiction. <laughs> Actually, not... Toy Story Four is very much a fan fiction. It's absolutely a fan fiction. <laughs> not even kidding. You get freaking Bo back, and you're just like, this. This is straight up fan fiction. But. <laughs> It's really well done, fan fiction. It's just not <laughs> what I wanted to see. Oh, that's all I have to say about that. What's that right little on. garbage forks? What's that Forky. Little guy I love Forky. Forky, okay. Forky is the okay. best part Forky of that movie. Forky is actually everywhere. amazing. Yeah, he is. I see him everywhere. I don't even know. I know it's supposed to be like a mis a misfit toy or whatever, but I see him yeah. everywhere. Yeah, we we do like we stand Forky. We stand him, <laughs> even if we don't like the movie necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Forky's the star of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, so I've been I watched I, I bought a bunch of movies on sale this this weekend or this past week because uh, Walmart had some good stuff and I Target had to buy two get one free sale that I that I took advantage of. Uh, but the, one of the movies that I got that I made sure to watch for this week was this title's gonna sound. Weird, uh, but it's called Crazy Samurai Four Hundred Versus One. What? Yes, and so this <laughs> wait is this anime? It, no, it's not anime. It sounds um, like anime. <laughs> so so it went viral. Uh, it went there. It, it 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 went sort of viral when news outlets started posting about uh, it. Most so there's one scene that. It's technically all one. It's it's basically a scene that's all in one shot. So kind of like think like the way the God of War game was done. It's like yeah, a fight scene, or it's 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 done in like a single take. So uh, it it's very it does feel very low budget, which which is okay. There's like two scenes on the front and and back end of it that are like oh well if we're gonna distribute if we're gonna distribute it we have to include stuff. We can't just put this seventy seven minute fight scene out and expect people to watch it uh so basically the plot is that there's these there's this clan that's like uh that's kind of at odds with one another and uh this uh this guy was killed uh the samurai whatever and so all of a sudden he shows up like oh i'm not dead whatever and the whole shot is him literally fighting 400 other other like clan members oh. mercenaries uh it is super low it's like i said it's super low budget uh y'all, y'all might have to look it up if you're interested but yeah i wrote it down i'm, I'm kind of yeah, excited it's, it uh, sounds like so, dynasty warriors 
Kind of. Yeah. Well, it's like, so it's like, it. most of it is like them like standing around him, taking turns, like slashing, like trying to slash at him. The choreography is kind of cool. Um, one of my favorite things he does, he does it a lot meat. He does it more, uh, like, kind of throughout the movie every once in a while. But there's, once in a while, he'll get, he'll take a sword from an enemy. And so he'll fight with the two swords for a little bit. And then when he decides to ditch one of the swords, he throws it at, at he just, like, chucks it at somebody through somebody. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> the first time I saw him do that, I was like, what? I was like, okay. I was like, all right, that's cool. Um, so yeah, the choreography is kind of cool. Uh, it's got like some blood effects every once in a while that are kind of cheesy. Like it is a straight up low budget film, but like, I can't remember, I can't like, I don't know how to say it. Like it's, it's definitely a piece of like something to study. It's, it's fascinating. Uh, just the fact that they got this one shot, 77 minutes long. And so he does take a break every once in a while. Like he'll stop and like kind of catch his breath and, they're, like, supposed to be hunting him down, and he'll, like, find a canteen and, like, drink some water or something. Or, like, he'll ditch a sword and, like, find a new one or something or, or whatever. Like, there are those slow, dead moments, but it's it's a weird piece of film. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, again, I'll, I'll stress... I won't stress this enough. It's very low budget. Uh, I actually bought it because... I didn't know it was out and I saw a retail copy of Blu-ray at Walmart. I was like, this is weird that this exists. So I'm going <laughs> to buy it. Um, just cause I was curious about it. And so, um, that's, that's what I watched. <laughs> it sounds epic. I wrote it down. I'm pretty excited to look it up. Yeah. It's, cause... it's fascinating. It's just wild. I'm like, it's not like, again, like it's just like, it's nothing to, to write home about, but it's, it's a, it's a fascinating piece of film. So, so, that reminds me of one other thing I did watch and I forgot to mention. Go for it. <laughs> was the home version of Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you actually watched it. Okay, I the watched like parts of it. Version? So basically, um, I Remember think Quibi? it was originally on Quibi. Yes. Oh, and no. of course, Quibi's not a thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I know. <laughs> it's actually kind of amazing. So It is. Um it's just like I think it was for a charity or something. Yeah. But a bunch of actors, like all these all these fam- bunch of famous people decided to do like to essentially remake um Princess Bride but just incredibly like home budget, not just low budget movie but literally like home budget. It's like if people um, stitched a bunch of home movies together like tiktok and made yeah. a full movie yeah and oh, so like cool. the actors are changing almost every other scene yes um and it's actually kind of amazing um i didn't <laughs> yeah. get i didn't watch literally all of it you can find it on youtube yeah um, it's okay. like up there yeah it's out there for but, free to watch um it's actually super good Legally. like it's really <laughs> funny i think one of my favorite scenes was um there was partway through the movie i think when they are um Right before the fight scene with, uh, and I know people are going to get upset with me. I haven't actually watched Princess Bride that many times, but it's uh, the two guys sword fighting Mm -hmm. for the first time on the cliff. Oh, yeah. And with Inigo. Um, But anyway, they're like all going up and the trio, you know, like the the villainous trio, right? There's the inconceivable guy. Then there's like the bigger guy. Then there's (laughs) Inigo Montoya. That's the same Inigo Montoya. Um and it's played by the accounting trio from The Office. So oh, Angela, nice. Kevin, and Oscar. 
and it's so right. funny because they all just like fit those personalities really well that's amazing um, and then like that scene right after that um i don't remember who Inigo montoya becomes like who the actor is i don't think it's also they switched to someone else but jack black is um what's his face the main guy Wesley? 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 Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm like, literally, I don't remember these people's names. Wesley. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's just Jack Black and he's just like lying on these stairs, like outside of his home <laughs> or something. And he's just like, you know, oh, can you help me up or whatever? And then I, again, I don't remember who the um, actor was for Indigo, but he's like, they're, you know, in two separate places. Yeah. So these, these scenes are not cut very cleanly. It's very easy. <laughs> like you can't, you could, it's super like awkward on purpose. And he's like, you know, throwing this rope or throwing, and then he ends up throwing like a um a hose, like a garden hose, out to like get him up, and he's just like, oh, I'm trying to get up. So that scene's really funny. Um, that sounds awesome. I think my other favorite scene was uh, with Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner because they're just a power couple. I love, like, I just I love they're Joe horrible. Jonas. I love, like, they're just great. Yeah. And um, they're going through <laughs> the fire swamp <laughs> and oh. the giant the um. Runs of a usual size, like is their corgi? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah! So funny because they're like trying to like the corgi's like you know attacking them, which is really just kind of like licking their faces. They're trying not to rough rough up their corgi too much because it's like literally their pet. But they're like oh like fighting and, and Joe Jonas is um Princess Buttercup. Like they switch <laughs> off between them, I think. But then yeah. and eventually Joe Jonas is Princess Buttercup, and he's just like oh oh no oh gosh like it's hilarious there's some scenes in there that i don't think are quite as good because my friend who introduced me he kind of skipped through some of the like slower scenes so i didn't even get to watch those um but it's a full like 50 yeah. to 50 minutes to an hour long or something like it's a full wow. thing i i'm pretty sure um and it's actually incredibly enjoyable so if you have some spare time it's free again you can find it on youtube it's it's pretty funny I'm absolutely mm-hmm. gonna do that. That's one of my favorite you movies. Should, yeah, it's one yeah. of the few movies that my husband and I can kind of quote backwards and forwards. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm yeah. excited to see like a home movie version. That sounds funny. <laughs> but it's so oh, man, I don't remember. There's, I don't remember who it is, but there was even someone who was fighting. Like, um, he's the six hand man, the six fingered man. Yeah, um, yeah, and he's fighting. And he almost breaks his incredibly expensive chandelier like three different times because he's literally doing it in his home. Like, oh. <laughs> and then there's one where, oh, uh, he's from, um, oh, he's the A.A. Uh, a. Ron guy. Oh, like, you don't mess up a. Yeah, I think it's him. I think it's him. He's just yeah. roaming around New York City as as um Inigo Montoya and like trying to find like Wesley and find that like little secret hiding spot he like goes upon a tree and it's just like we're just talking like imagine if you're just driving around New York and you just see him there um I'm pretty sure God was him who did it but um no I I actually pretty highly recommend it so yeah I wrote that down too I'm pretty excited all these recommendations I should come on more often yeah (laughs) yeah Anyway, um, unless anyone else watched something else, we could talk about movie news. We got some exciting stuff. Yeah, let's let's get into movie news. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we have two pieces of news and then a trailer. I think probably I'm gonna save the trailer for last. Mm-hmm. Um, but first off, um, for Marvel for MCU because we basically got like DC news and Marvel news. So first off, Marvel news. 
Um, Russell Crowe is going to be in Thor Love and Thunder. We don't know uh, like who he's going to play as right now. But, you know, just him in his like, latter year outfit, I could just imagine. I don't know. It seems to fit <laughs> for me. Like It fits the image. Yeah. Um, it's just funny to me because like, it's just another like pretty famous actor in MCU's collection. Like they recently yeah. they got Owen Wilson for Loki. They're getting Russell Crowe for Love and Thunder. I'm just like, who mm-hmm. else are they gonna claim? Like they got everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd be really funny is if they get him and he's in like five seconds of a scene. And yeah, that's it. That's it, dude. <laughs> Disney has. I would the crack money. up so bad. Disney has yeah. the money. They could literally mm-hmm. do that. Like. <laughs> they would pay him like a like a million bucks just to yeah. be like standing here. There. Hold this door for five seconds so Thor can walk through it. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> people would really all funny. be theorizing like, "Oh, who's it gonna be in the next movie?" Yeah. Like, gosh, that'd be <laughs> pretty great. That'd mm-hmm. be maniacal of them to I, do. I do like Russell Crowe, like Gladiator, an- another amazing movie from my, I guess, childhood. You know, but. Yeah. I just after watching Les Mis, it just put a weird <laughs> taste in my mouth. I see him. I see him, him as as Javert. <laughs> yeah, because it just he is. just he can't sing, and he just he was, uh, and it wasn't his fault. That whole movie, I feel like, and I'm probably gonna get hate for this, but I it was awful. Sorry, it was awful. I liked like it, but singing. that's because I'm a I'm a big simp for Les Mis in any form. <laughs> sure, like the singing, <laughs> I, it was very impressive how it was recorded, and and it was obviously very hard work and there were some scenes that were amazing and i i mean yeah totally. way better than the play you know but i just every time russell crowe was on screen i couldn't take it seriously <laughs> i couldn't so i think one of my favorite gifs i have saved um on my phone and sorry for all your audience out there who say uh gif i say gif so just i i have to apologize right I now i just died a little inside don't 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 at me don't at me on twitter don't at me anywhere i say gif um, is when peanut he's butter. like, yeah, well, I like Jif peanut butter. So really there's nothing I'm losing here. It's all a win. That's um, true. That's true. But anyway, uh, I think one of my favorites is he's like, <laughs> is when he's like looking out the window and he just looks so awkward and uncomfortable and he's just like staring. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, pretty great. Yeah. Anyway. Right on. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so Russell Crowe's gonna be in Love and Thunder, apparently. That's pretty hype, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think, if anything, that's that's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Who might sing again? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that wouldn't be something to look forward to. Uh, so besides that, uh, we're gonna switch to sort of, like, DC uh, news. Pierce Brosnan has actually been cast in uh, Black Adam. He's been cla- uh, cast as uh, Dr. Fate. So again, so if people don't remember, Black Adam is going to be the one with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's pretty big hype, though. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. I just think of... I'm uh, very excited. I have limited knowledge of Dr. Fate. I've only seen him in... in Injustice was a big one where uh, I saw him in. And then uh, some of the animated stuff, too. Like, I find that character mm-hmm. fascinating. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Pierce Brosnan portrays that character. It's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm wondering... So I'm wondering, Dr. Fate's... Um, one of my i guess my list of top 10 i don't i don't know um so i'm wondering if they're gonna have uh pierce brosnan just do the voice of naboo the the helmet the god in the helmet or if they're gonna let him be dr um oh i could just lost his name i mean it changes i guess the guy that the guy that's actually in the the, costume yeah the guy that's got the the helmet on his head so i'm i'm wondering if that's gonna be like one of those maybe like a 
like just the voice or if he's oh. going to do both. He could do both. Maybe, I mean, maybe a duel, like if they casted somebody else as the voice or vice versa, that'd be fascinating. Yeah, because he's got a wonderful voice, like mm-hmm. not for singing, if anybody's seen Mamma Mia, but he does have a good <laughs> talking voice. So I'd be I'd be OK with both, to be honest. But I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. You know, I'm just excited cool. about the Shazam 2 movie, period. I mean, there's ugh, that and, and Black Adam. I'm just ugh. I can't yeah. handle it. <laughs> yeah, there's so much news. Like, I, di- I didn't even include the Shazam stuff. Isn't, like, Helen Mirren or somebody yes. going to be playing one of the villains? Yeah, I think she's going to be a villain that's new. Like, not even in the comics. They're, oh, like, really? creating it creating it for the movie, yeah. Creating that's, her. That's neat. That could yeah. be awkward or really cool. I, yeah, I appreciate I... the creativity and the ambitiousness of that, though. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very excited. Cool. I'm excited for that whole universe to open up because Black Adam's another really great villain because he's very, he's one of those sympathetic villains. That's, I mean, in some in some iterations, he's actually in the Justice League now in the current run. Mm-hmm. So like you know he he's kind of like an antihero in some in some places. But I'm I'm excited to see The Rock as Black Adam because he's been like since we got the whole DC movie universe, that's been mm-hmm. one thing that we've been wanting is a black adam movie he's been getting this movie made or trying to get it made for years too so that's cool so excited it's finally happening (laughs) yeah Yeah. totally it's it's one i feel like i would i'd be like actually wanting to watch which is Mm -hmm. pretty rare for dc movies am i like shazam is worth watching too i think oh yeah for the sake of black adam yeah i have been sort of i haven't watched it yet but shazam is one i've been meaning to watch it's on hbo max Um, Mm mm-hmm most of the DC catalog is, yeah. That's yep. true. That's true. Um, another movie that we could be actually excited to watch. Uh, yeah. The Suicide Squad. So not to get yeah. confused with the one that already came oh. out that everyone hated. But had a fire <laughs> soundtrack. I still like that album. It did. It, it does I have did, a pretty I good did like that soundtrack. But no, this is The Suicide Squad. James mm-hmm. Gunn. Um, we got a trailer for it. Good old Red Band trailer. So mm-hmm. it looks pretty good i'm so high it looks so wild just oh man it is gonna be nuts yeah did y'all did y'all catch the end of the trailer when that guy says there's a kaiju do you do you know what that is you know what that kaiju is i'm so excited yeah so i'm i'm hearing more about it it's like starro or something which is which is trippy uh, it's like a giant starfish, kind of? Yes, so it's like an intergalactic I thought it looked like a giant starfish, mind. but I was like, is that a real thing? Is that, yes. am I hallucinating? What? He's an awesome, he's, he's one of those villains that you don't see a lot, but when he shows up, it's just like omega level world ending, because he's got like these little starfish that he sends out, and they mind control, but it's not uh... just enough to mind control, he turns a whole planet into a hive mind. It's awesome. I'm so excited that he's in this. Wow. He may not even be in it that long. I'm just so excited he's in it. It seems like they <laughs> haven't em- emphasized it enough. So mm-hmm. it just kind of blows my mind. Th- my it kind of blows my mind as well because I'm like the Suicide Squad with with this thing. I'm like mm-hmm. it is gonna so, be crazy. A small tangent, but this just reminds right. me of. Um, there were a lot of comics, I think they were floating around like Reddit or Twitter, but I, I saw them on Reddit, where it was like Patrick Star, but it was like a oh. really dark <laughs> comic story of Patrick Star, oh. where he like gets all philosophical and starts like eating people, and he like looks more like a, what a real starfish looks like, and he like opens up with like all the tentacles, and he like <laughs> eats Mr. Krabs because they eat crabs, and 
it gets really it's and then like you got Sandy who's like trying to kill every kill all the pat, evil Patricks. I don't know. That's just what it reminds me of is because literally Patrick that's, is trying to like take over everything. That does sound Sounds like an similar. adaptation of what this is. Yeah. Um, of what Star Wars is. If anyone, if anyone out there knows what I'm talking about, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> oh, I've seen it. Yeah. I've okay. Yeah. It then you know. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> it's super I came creepy. across it by accident, and then I went down this like rabbit hole of um, what is this? That nonsense? was how it was for me. I saw <laughs> yeah. like because uh, I I think there was like a. I'm sorry, this is such a tangent, but there's like a separate for like really creepy like Garfield comics and stuff. And I think I was. I'm sorry, John. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dad. That's what it was. And I think I saw one of those, and then I'm like, I have to see all of this. I have to (laughs) know what happens. I'm invested because I love SpongeBob. So anyway, that's cool. Please stop talking. Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm excited for King Shark. Uh, Oh, absolutely. Is gonna be. I love King Shark in the cartoon, Mm -hmm. and so like I just want more King Shark everything now. I like the 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 two different ones. Like I like how in the cartoon he was like this yeah. smart, like almost like a you know twenty something year old yes. millennial, and then in this he's the other version of King Shark, where it's like yeah. he's Kinda got the shark brain. Exactly, yeah. he's like the barbarian of the group. Yeah, like I'm yes. just pretty excited. Yeah, because he was like a computer guy, like in Harley Quinn, which is total opposite of what he usually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's cool yeah. though. Um, and then I just. I love John Cena. I love that John Cena's in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doing his thing. He seems like he's going to be great. And he's just oh, like this big-hearted goober. I love it. I I think I'm, like, actually, yeah, excited for this. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's hard, right? Because I think, I feel like the original Suicide Squad, like, those trailers seemed kind of promising. Or at least the, for me, it was the soundtrack. Like, I heard the soundtrack, <clears> but it always got to be a good movie, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I had it high expectations. And then all my friends saw it. They're like, oh, it sucks. Don't watch it. <laughs> so I'm hoping... I mean, I trust James Gunn more. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I feel like it will actually be good. It's just... Um, I don't know. It's it's a really... It's going to be a wild movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wild. That's the only word I could think <laughs> of to describe. And I'm telling... Y'all want to talk about perfect casting? Viola Davis as Amanda Waller is She's like a so dream good. come oh, true. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure in the comics perfect. they've already adapted that character to be Viola This Davis. is her. It's just yeah, like make it look like her. Yeah, Black Adam's <laughs> yeah. the same way. He looks like the Rock in the comics now. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's, kind of it's funny. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Happens. yeah, I'm I'm excited too. I, I, you know, like you said, like with with James Gunn, I think it's gonna be better. And I, I feel like the first Suicide Squad, I I was let down because Enchantress is is one of my favorite. You know. Task Force X, you know, whatever, anti-hero yeah. villains, whatever. But, like, I feel like she didn't get to do anything. She yeah. just That's kind of gyrated in front of a, a weird totem thing for half the movie. And so I feel like <laughs> maybe this is a chance to redeem, you know, Suicide Squad. And they've got, like, a million characters in this movie. So half of them I've never heard of, you know what I mean? And half might just die. Probably yeah. die. That's yeah, my half of them are probably going to die. <laughs> Yeah, I know, and I just it's but it's so it's so cool. I'm 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 pretty and but um, one of the things I saw in the trailer that I still don't understand, and maybe maybe some more like way hardcore DC fans can answer this. But what was up with the meerkat licking the fence? Oh, I don't. I guess know. it was a door. I don't know who that is. Yeah, that's it's like a great a question. Human-sized meerkat or something. I don't know. I, I don't no. know. DC yeah, I didn't is know. Kind of weird. Like I guess well, Marvel. Yeah. 
Marvel's also weird. They're both They're all franchises weird. at this point are really digging into the into the roots of like the sort of far corners mm-hmm. of their franchises, mm-hmm. which I respect. Very much respect that they 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 want to take some on some of that ridiculousness that is comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, it's just a matter of how. And obviously, this movie is going to be very silly. Like that's mm-hmm. very much been established already. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I guess also, it just very rated me... R. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. for sure. The trailer absolutely. is rated R. <laughs> yeah, it's red band, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I guess it's. I'm glad they're taking it so not seriously because i feel mm-hmm. like usually if if you try to take something like really yeah. ridiculous and make it incredibly serious then you know like marvel versus superman martha like it doesn't really work <laughs> so um, yeah just my opinion hmm. um, i hope this is a turn cool. for dc to stop trying to yes. be marvel you know yes. i feel like they tried so hard to either be super dark, which I, I guess is kind of Snyder's thing, and then they mm. were like, oh, we gotta do something else, and then they did something too goofy, and they messed yeah. it up with Suicide Squad and Justice League, or Whedon League, or whatever. You know, so I feel <laughs> like they just need to be them. You know, like, let let the, let the movie speak for themselves, you know? Like, yeah. when I watch this trailer, I don't think of Marvel at all, whereas mm-hmm. when I watched, and I guess maybe the timing has something to do with it too, but I... The original Suicide Squad, I thought like, oh, are they just trying to be Guardians of the Galaxy? Are they Absolutely. trying to like be this other thing? And according to Justin, well, like, are now, they just trying to be Marvel or they Avengers? They literally have and... James Gunn doing Suicide Squad, so but it doesn't boom. feel the same. It feels different. Full circle. Which yeah, is, yeah. Which is which is amazing yeah. to me. Yeah. But you're right. It is full circle. They got the guy. They're like, hey, we want this to be Guardians, and he's like, <laughs> we're gonna do something different. That's yes. also awesome because we want to be different. Because he because literally you tried too hard the first time. Exactly, so he really could have that. just made literally a second Guardians. But again, this does not the same energy. It's totally different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is very much rated R. Um, they are straight up still villains. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're still they're crazy. So yep. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Real quick before I move on to TV, I like uh, one of uh, the folks at the Infinity Bros. They called you called it Whedon League. Uh, they called it. Uh, the Justice League. Oh, Peyton said that too, and I, <laughs> That's, I like, I like, I like that. both. Yeah, the Justice, <laughs> the Justice League. League. They both kind of make me uncomfy. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we can move on to TV now. Though. That was just a fun tidbit I wanted to add. That's pretty good. Hmm. All right. Yeah. So what do we got for TV? What are we watching? Did we watch? I watched more Falcon Winter Soldier. I still haven't. Oh yes, yes, it I yet. did too. I feel behind. No, it's okay. I mean, you can you can always catch up. It's only yeah. Two oh yeah. But yeah. So, I still so really spoiler like free it. thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler <laughs> three. Yeah, I basically I'm really happy with this newer episode because it is literally delivering exactly what I wanted for the show, which is mm. the sort of. Um, I don't think it's spoilery to say that. Sam and Bucky start to work together because right. I think that's a given. I think that's a yep. given. They they work sure. together. What I really wanted from the show was there just kind of the funny interactions between them. And I was really, really excited to see some of that in this latest episode. Mm-hmm. Because you see it a bit in um what Civil War? I think Civil War is where you kind of get some of it. Um yes. and you're just like, you think, I want more of this. And literally they just made a show, they're like, you want more of this? Here. Have some. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yeah. give it to me. So I was really pumped about that. 
And so is, it like a, is it like a buddy cop kind of thing? Like where they're trying to be heroes and they're like... They're know, getting there. A little bit. It hasn't bickering. quite... Exactly. The, yeah, the... actually, yeah. But yeah, it feels like... There's moments where it feels definitely buddy cop, which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's... Okay. I also really appreciate the show because it... Um, I guess I, I talked about it a little bit last week, but it was... It applies like societal consequences that are both relevant to our culture but also Mm -hmm. relevant to that culture they've created with the blip um it's really cool to see that sort of come together and like you know there's there's a scene that happens especially in this last episode that just makes you go oh yep yep i know exactly what's about to happen yeah um and i don't know i i really appreciate that they are able to sort of throw in that sort of humor with between the both mm-hmm. of them and the sort of like conflict that they're facing with each other, but also still have some like pretty serious topics, but yeah. not, it doesn't feel like, you know, shoved down your throat or anything like that. It feels incredibly natural, but like mm-hmm. uncomfortably natural, if you know what I mean. It's just like, okay. it's natural, but it's like, this shouldn't be natural, right? As gotcha. a culture. Right. So I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's, it's great that, um, the the fact that not only are they going through like the after effects of like the blip but it's like we're also going through the pandemic stuff as well so it's interesting to see like the crisis kind of in parallel with this show so it's just like it's different situations but i think everybody can relate to having to deal with the circumstances that have been put upon us so i think it's cool how they're handling that it's just a it's just a really good show so far i'm mm-hmm. enjoying it more than WandaVision. oh really <laughs> I mean, uh, WandaVision was really fun when it came to, like, the theories and, like, what's going on? And It's a different oh, like It's kind incredibly of... different. That is very right. true. But I, I like this because it feels like classic Marvel. It's yeah, like really quintessential Marvel. Marvel. WandaVision was great for what it was its own yeah. thing. It felt like a like a project that was really, really good. And it was awesome. I mm-hmm. love WandaVision. But this, I I feel at home with this show a little bit more. Mm. Yes, it's like sense. comfort food now. It is. It definitely is. Yep. You're, you're like... It's that it invokes that same feeling of watching of watching Winter Soldier, but it's a new yes. show. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. What have you been watching, Serena? Um. Well, we uh, started the Superman and Lois show, the CW oh, yeah. show. Yeah. Watched the about pilot it last week. Yeah, I've only watched the pilot, but it's really good. I'm I'm really digging the direction that they're going in, and um. It's just, it's different, and I like that it's different. I like that Superman's yeah. kind of taking a, a backseat to his kids, you know? Yeah. It's not typical CD, CW formula is what I find most fascinating about it, and it seems like they got a better budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, what's funny about that, um, I had a friend um, I was talking to. She uh, lives with her grandparents. Um, mm. But obviously, when you think CDW shows, you think of a very specific thing i think yes. it's fair to say uh but she watched she she was like went downstairs and saw her grandparents were watching the show and she doesn't know much about the show in general but she just thought it was really funny how they were just watching a cdw show but they're just like well it has superman and we are kind of interested in it and yeah <laughs> it's it's cool yeah even even the uh there's shades of team of the cw teen drama even in the Arrowverse as well so it's like oh yeah it's yeah, like even Flash, there's a lot of like relational drama right there that you'd probably get from a, a CW show. Um, but <laughs> that show is it's it's super cool. I, I find it fascinating. Um, 
The thing I watched, I've only watched an episode, I think, but uh, I started watching that show uh, Invincible, the Robert Kirkman oh, animated yeah. cartoon. Right. Came out on Friday. It's it's pretty good so far. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime uh, for those interested. The animation is super good. It feels like I'm watching an animated like movie sometimes, like a high budget like animated movie. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the, the the cast is a bunch of all stars. Like you know, we've been talking about A listers and like I don't know if they're necessarily A listers, but they're notable names. Like some of them are. Like you got J.K. Simmons. You got. Oh, yeah. uh, Steven Yoon, or Yoon, I think his name is. Um, a bunch of, like, people that have done stuff in, like, Walking Dead, too. Like, because it's a Kirkman thing. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, but it's, it's so good. Uh, it's, it is adult. There is uh, language and, and mature themes. And mm-hmm. uh, I haven't seen any yet, I think. But there's definitely going to be, like, blood and stuff. And oh, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a mature, <laughs> it's a mature show. Uh, yeah, it's super cool. The voice acting is really good. The animation's super good. Uh, there's definitely, and I feel like it's on purpose. There's these like knockoff Justice League types. Mm-hmm. Like there's literally like a guy like that's like the Flash, and I f- I forget what he's called. Yeah. Um, and then there's literally like a Batman type of guy. There's like a Wonder Woman type of character who's also got like a Thor type of hammer kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but it feels like it's for a reason. Uh, this the ep- the first episode is super cool. Um, I don't know. I th- yeah, the whole season is available on there. I, I'm getting thrown off now because Disney Plus is doing the weekly things and mm-hmm. other streaming services are still doing like the all-season kind of thing. Um, yeah, I'm excited to start watching it. Um, that was one of our first um, uh, non-DC comic runs that we read, uh, me and my oh, husband. Oh, nice. You know, and, and Invincible is amazing. It's a it's a complete story. They're, you know, they're mm. done writing it, so I'm I'm excited to to see the cartoon and see how it lines up, you know, with the comic because the comic is amazing. Nice. I mean, it's it's one of the best. I, I should look into. I think there's a sale on Comicsology still. I might check them out because I've been I've been diving into Comicsology a little bit more myself. Kind of getting over the idea of like I have to be have I have to have a physical book. I need to start <laughs> reading the stuff on my phone. Well, I mean, you can get the uh, compendiums. They're, I think they're like 60 or 80 bucks each, and they're huge, but it's like uh, yeah. two or I'll three. I'll spend a lot less money on yeah. digital. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would though, be cool, yeah. but also it's, shelf it's space. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're huge, yeah. <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Kirkman's yeah, an amazing it, writer, so I'm, I'm excited to see the cartoon. Yeah, it's it's fascinating so far. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching more. It was one of those things where I was like, I forgot this is out. I gotta at least watch an episode before the podcast so I can talk mm-hmm. about it. Awesome. Uh, yeah. That looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's uh, it for uh, what we're watching. Uh, so what about TV news? Yeah, so I have just a couple what I think are, I guess, big ones to me. But So for the MODOK show um, mm-hmm. that Hulu is putting out, um, they have cast John Hamm as the voice for Iron Man. And Nathan Fillion is showing up as Wonder Man, which I think is fitting, to be honest. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> I'm not I love too that he's like making a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know where I don't know where he's been. I guess Castle, but I don't know where he's been. But he's yeah, Castle hasn't been around and... for a while either. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah, because he he wasn't even doing Destiny because he was playing Cade Six in Destiny, and Nolan That's North right. took over uh, that character in like in the recent years. So. Uh, I forgot he was in Destiny. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, John Hamm is going to be interesting as Iron Man, I think. 
I think he's going to be perfect. So only yeah. because I feel like he's going to do Don Draper from Mad okay. Men. I feel like he's going to do that same kind of suave, mm-hmm. um, self-centered, you know, like I feel like he's going to make Iron Man yeah. more how he used to be before he got super humbled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and this is going to be a adult show. I think it's mm-hmm. 3D animation from what I've seen. I could I, It was um, like stop motion, yeah, like that Oh yeah, yeah. Like stuff. Robot yeah. Chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so it is going to be mature, uh, mm-hmm. but I can see Iron Man being like low-key like a total jerk. Mm-hmm. Uh in this thing, like just if they're really tapping into the character defects of all these heroes and villains, I think Iron Man's going to be a total jerk and it's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think Wonder Man, I think with Nathan Fillion, it seems like he's really good at doing um, like outwardly wholesome good old boy, but like secret, you know, jerk. So I feel like... Yeah, like, like kind of like, smug, I guess. Yeah, kind of like his um, I don't, Captain Hammer from Dr. Horrible's sing-along. I've never seen that. <laughs> really? Oh, it's pretty good. No. It's one of those like internet cult classic kind of things. But... I think yeah, of like Captain Mal from like Firefly though, yeah. or like a yeah, yeah, but with more of like a self-centered jerkness. <laughs> right, right. I can't say the word I want to, but <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. I'm kind of excited about that. Um, I I I had only recently even started seeing like pictures for it. I, I'm sure it's been you know announced for a while, but. I'm kind of like outside of the Hulu world now. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah, this is coming to Hulu, which is even weirder. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's because they had like Runaways come out on Hulu, and yep. I guess you can't put this you can't put this on Disney Plus. So I guess no. they figure like, well, we'll use Hulu <laughs> to to do this. I think there's there's like another one or two uh, series that are gonna be like adult oriented like this. I think uh, from what I remember when we initially talked about that news. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Disney's okay with some of their properties being a little more adult, but they're not okay yeah. with it being on their platform. So they yes, let everybody as long as they put it somewhere else. Yeah, it's so odd. Yeah. Which I'm okay mm-hmm. with, I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So with Pat Oswalt being one of the main creators, I'm kind of excited because his humor. I feel like his humor sometimes is maybe a little overdone, but most of the time it's it's very um, timely but also mm. very creative and well done. And it just, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see it though, you know? Yeah. I'll, I'll check it out whenever it comes out for sure. Since mm-hmm. I have Hulu. Nice. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. see a, I think maybe April this year. Like I didn't, not April, sorry. Um, it said it was coming sometime this year, but they don't have like an actual release date yet. So All I right. looked for one, but they just said this year. Yes. Okay. See. Yeah. Cool. So the other thing that I'm ecstatic about is the cast was announced for the Obi-Wan show. Finally. Which I have been waiting for. (laughs) Oh oh my gosh. So Mm -hmm. they released the cast, but not all the characters that they're playing. We know that Ewan McGregor uh, and Hayden Christensen, we know who they're playing. And then Aunt Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen are coming back from... uh, Oh shoot! I just lost the name of the movie they were in. The young Uncle Owen oh, and Beru. Nine? Was it? Were they not in nine? From the prequels? The. Or were they in the prequel? Oh, of course. Why would they be in nine? No, this is a prequel thing. It was, um, <laughs> from I don't the know why I was probably. thinking. Yeah, that. this is was, ten years yeah. after um, Revenge of the Sith. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Before A New Hope. But I don't know why yeah. I can't think of what movie. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Attack of the Clones? <laughs> Maybe it was Attack of the it's Clones of or Revenge of the Sith. It was one of them where they were like young. I remember, I, I remember, I, I, th- no. I thought it had to have been Attack of the Clones, maybe, because they went back to Tatooine at that time. Right, but that would make them, that would have been like 15 years ago? 10 years ago? Oh, I don't know. It I'm confused. Yeah, I don't want to get too lost in the woods. It doesn't matter that much, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. We don't, we don't but they were, myself they were, the, Yeah, it's the same, the same people that played them in whatever it is, where they're younger. <laughs> um, so they're coming back. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's a, it's a, pretty stout cast i'm pretty excited to mm-hmm. see who they you know who they get to play what i don't even know what the story's going to be like you know they're keeping everything pretty tight-lipped yeah. i hear inquisitors are going to be involved and seeing mm. what i've seen of inquisitors as far as like rebels and like uh fallen order like the inquisitors are mm-hmm. scary especially oh, yeah. in fallen order uh those dudes will kill you um oh yeah <laughs> so i'm excited if their inquisitors are going to be involved yeah i think that's going to be cool i think it'd be really cool um what were the in Fallen Order? What were the women? The second sisters? Yes. Oh, the Night Sisters. No, the the um, they looked like Kylo Ren, but they were women. Oh yes, those were the those. I think they were Inquisitors. They were called like something sisters. Yeah, I think it, I thought it was second. It doesn't matter. Those would be cool too because yeah. they were pretty hardcore. But the those Night characters sisters, in particular point. would be cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, the Night Sisters would be really cool. I just want to see Darth Maul. <laughs> I just want to see a whole. Ray Park, Darth Maul thing. I don't know I if he's going to be in it. Star, <laughs> I think Lucasfilm is aware because they probably, they throw him on almost everything now. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we get like a cameo from Darth Maul. It would be awesome. I that'll just, that'll I be like Darth the Maul. Luke Skywalker level cameo for that show if they do. Right. <laughs> Which would make sense. Like if, if Uncle Owen and Peru, mm-hmm. like we might get to see a young Luke or something like that. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Oh, I'm hyped. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I yeah, love it starts filming in April, so I don't know when we'll actually get to see. Right, I, I do like. Uh, I saw O'Shea Jackson is in there, and mm-hmm. that's Ice Cube's son, and yeah. he's yep. done. Yep, he's done some stuff recently, nothing too huge, but to me that's exciting because like he even portrayed Ice Cube himself in like Straight Outta Compton, <laughs> he was and just like like him. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so cool that he's like embracing that part. Uh, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm like that's cool. Like that's good to see him doing stuff. Like I don't know. That's that's exciting though. Yeah, and that guy you mentioned earlier, the guy I think he's um, Stephen Ewing. Ewing. Yes. He's in that too. He you oh, said really? he was in. I think that's what it said. It had a whole bunch of people in the picture. In uh, Obi Wan. Yeah, let me pull up the picture again. I think that was his name. Uh, no, I'm so sorry. It's Sung Kang. Oh. He looks familiar, but like I, I'm sorry, I got his name mixed up. I wish I knew more of the actors in that yeah. were on that list, but that's why that's why uh, O'Shea stuck out to me more because I'm yeah. like, okay, I know who that is. Right, At the same right. time, Versus- like I'm actually pretty hyped to not really recognize most people besides Ian yes. Gregor and Hayden Christensen, but for for yes. the most part, like I think yeah. that's really awesome because again, like Disney has you know so much audience and so much mm-hmm. influence that. Um, with Marvel, they just hire any freaking really famous actor or actress, and they're like, you're going to play this kind of important part. But what I really appreciate about what they're doing with Star Wars is that they really do not do that. They yeah. take original actors from the original positions, right? If they, you know, they, they didn't recast Han Solo, for example, for the later sequel or anything like that, mm-hmm. you know, or Leia, you know, all of them, they, they kept them the same. But what I really like is that with both the shows and um, uh, even, like, I think of... Um, 
Oh my gosh. Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that they take these sort of actors and actresses we don't necessarily recognize from the first get-go um, and do yeah. like, really important parts. I think it's it's cool. I like... It's it's refreshing. It is refreshing Absolutely. to me to be able yeah. to watch something and not just always think like, oh, this person's from this and this person's from this. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I do get that mm-hmm. with Marvel a lot. Or if I'm watching other things, at this point, every character in every show I watch is a Marvel character somehow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Kumail Nanjiani is going to be. He's he's on this list too, and he does a lot of stuff where he gets to be like funny, sassy, sarcastic oh, side character. Isn't he actually gonna be in uh Eternals or something in Marvel? Is yeah. it the same guy? That I don't know. I don't know Eternals. Or because I think he's got a role in in one of those Marvel movies in which he's that type of character you know, he's that mm-hmm. like he's that type of actor, so it's interesting. It's almost like taking a it's almost like taking Chris Pratt and doing what they did with Star Lord. I mean Star Lord is still a funny character, I guess, mm-hmm. but yeah. like and turning him into a, like a superhero, basically, like or this character that that can probably like hold his own, you know, sure, like, yeah. that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like but like looking at this list, like so many of these people look familiar, but I have my husband laughs at me because I have kind of like face blindness. I recognize people, and it's typically from either a GIF I saw from one of their movies, <laughs> and I don't actually know who they are, or they look like somebody else. <laughs> And I have no idea who they actually are. Mm-hmm. So funny. I try really hard just to just to suspend reality and enjoy things sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But that's so good. many of these people look so familiar; they really do. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited. I I love I love Ewan McGregor. There's not a lot of Ewan McGregor movies that I, and I haven't seen all of them, obviously. But right. like like I just I love his acting, and I think he's just got such a friendly face. And he's my favorite Obi Wan. I mean, I love I love Alec Guinness. Like rest in peace. Yeah, he was the first, and he was the best. But I just I loved, I loved his portrayal of him in the prequels. Regardless of what people think about the prequels, Ewan McGregor was the best part. Honestly. Yeah, oh, totally. I love how he's just so like passionate about it too. Like he's so mm-hmm. on board. Like the second people were like, "Oh, can we get Obi Wan show?" He's like, "Please, I yes. want to do yeah. this. Do Give it. it to me. Like I will <laughs> right. do the thing." And we're like, "Yeah, like oh right." Man. Big hype. So, so Kumail is gonna be in the in the Eternals, and so okay. I remember this was a big thing on the internet because he had to do the thing where he had to work out and he had to he's get gotten huge buff. Yeah. Oh. So now, like, he's made that transformation, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And that was that was like the whole Chris Pratt thing about like how he had to, you know, he had to, you know, transform himself and you know be fit for that role, like mm-hmm. literally fit, not just fit for the character, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I that's where I recognized him from was was that. So that's that's cool. Like I'm excited you. to see him. Like Disney's just I guess they're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's use him. So that's cool. Yeah, Kamel's in um an HBO show Silicon Valley. Oh, he is so funny in that show. So him and um why oh, lost his name? He plays Gilfoyle, but he was also in Freaks and Geeks, but the two of them like they're their chemistry of like how their characters hate each other but respect each other i love it so much and it just made me really like kumail and i started watching him and other stuff too and it's it's great mm-hmm. so i'm excited to see him in this i'm curious as to what they're going to have him do though if they're going to let right. him be funny and sarcastic or if he's going to have to be serious yeah right. we'll I see guess we'll just have to see for sure mm-hmm. yeah. cool uh i think that is it for uh, all of our news and such. Uh, is there anything else that either of you are geeking out about? 
I've been trying to be more active on the Discord a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, me too. Y'all, there's a good crew here. So I've been, if you, if you haven't checked out the Discord, um, I think there's a link on our Twitter bio. Uh, yeah, there's also a link on the website now too in the community tab, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Yep, um, I would I would check it out. There's got there's a lot of people here. We we played um, Among Us earlier, yeah. uh, right before this <laughs> podcast. I did uh, with Muse, but we played with a lot of people here on the Discord, and yeah. it was a good time. And that also reminds me, I'm also excited for the new Among Us map, which um, yes. inevitably some of us will stream. So that's also oh exciting. yeah, and and so uh, we're gonna try to stream more of those multiplayer centric things on on our Facebook page. Yeah. And just to kind of like hopefully interact with the community more and uh, hopefully maybe get some people to come check out the Twitch channel as well. Kind of like a cross promotion kind of community driven thing. So you'll be seeing us more on the Facebook page as well. That's 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 it for me though. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm always cool. geeking out about the Stormlight Archives. I finished Rhythm of War. I haven't second, started it yet. I'm just... on my second read-through. We oh got my oh. sister-in-law to finally read it. My, y'all, my brother-in-law, the, they had they made a bet. So she said she would start reading the Stormlight Archives if he read David Copperfield. And if you've oh. ever oh, wow. tried to read oh. David Copperfield, you would know how much of a sacrifice that was. <laughs> yeah seriously i'm so excited so she's hitting she's getting to read all of it brand new she's in words words of radiance right now um and so she's like oh i love this character and i'm like oh don't get to it dad i know absolutely absolutely like i have a a friend who i am introduced her to um to it recently and she started when did she start i don't remember when she started the first first book but at this point she's essentially done with oathbringer and wow. 100%, wow. 100% she's just going to beat me to the punch with um, Rhythm of War. Like, everyone's already finished Rhythm of War. I already have some yeah. other friends who are reading through a second time. But also, I have to say, they're all doing audiobooks. And I don't yeah, do I'm, I'm doing audiobook. So I do both. Because, like, I, I can listen to the audiobooks, like, while I'm at home or while I'm at work. Yeah. But if I'm really wanting to, like, internalize it, I will go back and reread what I've already listened to. I'm an like, audiobook person. Yeah. I'm trash. But, yeah, that's the thing. It's, like, like almost all my <laughs> friends, um, my husband, he, he read it physically, and he did read it. But um, most of them have, like, just listened to audiobooks. So it makes me feel bad. I'm just like, oh, y'all, you're third so quickly. Y'all are already done. But at the same time, I'm like, I have my own priorities i could do what i want but i will People eventually speed up it. audio too like you can literally oh, do different speeds and i'm just like that's mm-hmm. kind of cheap my friend things, listens but... two times speed most of the time y'all, cool. michael, but y'all michael kramer reads so slow though you almost i he have does. to i yeah. have to speed it up or else i'll never yeah. i'll never get there never get i think <laughs> i do like 1.5 or 1. 1.5 or some, something that's, like yeah, that yeah that's what i do is one 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 and a half yeah but anyway, it's, yeah, it's, it's so like good. I read the first three physical. I feel like at this point I cannot, I can't switch. I gotta right, just keep reading right. it physically, which is fine. It's just I'm gonna take a while. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. I, I'm I'm in the middle of Oathbringer. I need to. I haven't had as much time to listen like at work lately, but uh, I totally I have Rhythm of War already because mm-hmm. I used a I resubscribed to Audible just to get that token nice. for so Rhythm of War. I'm like yeah, <laughs> good, and good. I think I ended up canceling it again like yeah. right after that, but. uh yeah, that's exciting. Uh, speaking of reading, real quick, uh, I've been like I said, I've been trying to get more into comicsology stuff. Uh, I recently started reading Moon Knight because uh, oh, Oscar nice. Isaac is going to be nice. in the show, and it is the 2006 run. Uh, I forget what the name of the story is in particular, but it's super dark. Yep. Uh, it is brutal. Uh, my favorite part in, in the beginning of that book is like 
when he to, when he makes fun of how like Hawkeye was like finds it funny that he wears white and that he's like a crime fighter in the city at night, and then Moon Knight's like no, he's like I want to I want him to see me coming because when they see me they're they're gonna cry they're gonna like <laughs> they're yeah they're gonna fear me and I'm like oh like that's how <laughs> this guy operates all right so good. um he's to me he's he does bear similarities to Batman he's even mm-hmm. got like that crescent moon like jet plane thing um there hasn't really been a ton of action in this book so far which is kind of cool it's very like it's very internal like psychological stuff so far but i think i'm getting to the point where like because there's a point where he's actually not moon knight for a while apparently and he's kind of grizzled and messed up and so i'm looking forward to reading more of that it was a slow day at work last week and i read half of the book in like an afternoon that's awesome yeah so it's i got it on comiXology it's like, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it was pretty inexpensive. It's awesome. Yeah, Moon Knight's one so. of those characters that kind of snuck up on me. Um, mm-hmm. We do a book club with our local comic book store, and one of the weeks he was like, you know, pick a character you've never read about, you mm-hmm. know, and, and find, like, a short arc, you know, and read about it, and we'll discuss, you know. So I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? You know, Moon Knight's one of those weird, you know, characters I've never read, and so I grabbed one of the series that's um, a little older, but um, it's one of the first series where he has the the multiple voices in his head. Oh yes, yes, you know, I've heard he of didn't that, always yeah. have that. You know, sometimes yeah. he's just like a detective or whatever, but or a doctor. Oh, I'm getting it mixed up, but it doesn't matter. But it was it was a fun ride. Like it was it was weird, yeah. and it had like a voodoo. Oh, what was his name? He's like a voodoo guy, and anyway, it was pretty cool. But I, ever since then, I've become a fan of Moon Knight. So. Yeah, he's cool. one of those Loki characters that like kind of got popular out of nowhere all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Uh, so I'm looking forward to reading that more. Yeah, he's cool though. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's going to be it. Uh, a little longer of a podcast, but a lot of good discussion. So um, Serena, where can they find you uh, at all on social media? Yeah, so I'm only on Instagram at bondgirl1304. Cool. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. You can find me streaming Amori um, on our Twitch channel. So that's on Tuesday nights. So that's twitch.tv slash geeksandgrace. Cool. And you all can find me on the internet at LJ on just about every platform. And streaming either probably Rocket League or Fortnite on Fridays on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash geeksandgrace. And so Very with cool. that, um, keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening. It's on!